The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Tamara Anderson, with Coco Elysis, and Nicola Blaze. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stillwell, exclusively on PoppyChuloRadio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, October 24th, 2016, and I am your host, Carla Stillwell. Welcome to the High Tea. The, this is the Raise Your Hand If You're Over It edition, because I'm so so fucking sick of this election cycle i don't know what to do so come on in have a seat at my table and let's sip some of these teas like it's november nice <laughs> high tea Ooh, i can't wait party's high over huh the party is over <laughs> high tea is your home for the biggest news stories and politics black issues, women's issues, and popular culture. Let me introduce the ladies that are seated around my table today. Uh, Tamara Anderson, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Coco Elise. Elise. Hello. Hey, hello, what everyone. Elysis, Elysis. Elysis, 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 Melissus, and the <laughs> wonderful... Uh, uh, Cafe <laughs> Olay, yes, Wait, uh, uh I... Blaze. <laughs> Hello, I everybody. Looking, I was looking for the right flavor of coffee. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, before we begin, guys, let's um, have a few reminders from our announcers to let us know how you can get in contact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash. PCR. Hi T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, y'all. I can't start this week about the damn election. I can't do it. So I'm going to start with the good news. Uh, I am not a baseball fan, but I am a lifelong Chicagoan. And the Cubs, they are going to the World Series. So yay, 
go Cubs, go! Yeah, go Cubs, go! <laughs> um, I'm not a I'm not the, a baseball fan either, so I'm, I'm like, not a baseball okay. fan, but I'm a Chicago fan. Woo woo! But here's what's cute. So if you are from Chicago or if you've been to Chicago, you've probably been to the Art Institute of Illinois, of Chicago, here in Illinois, where we are, whatever. So you've been to the Art Institute and there are these two lions that are sitting outside of the Art Institute. And whenever a team is in the final series competing for the, the national championship, the lions get to wear um the the team's colors so this is the first time in history since the lions have been there that the lions get to wear a cubs hat so oh this is a historic this is a historic yes it's been since 1908 this is huge yes this is a big this is a big fucking deal for chicago so congratulations cubs we they they are pennant winners now Let's see what they do, because if they win the World Series, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all think that there are riots over race, they going to burn the North Side up. It's going to yeah. get ugly. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. even come within a 25-mile radius. Well, I won't say that's maybe too much. Maybe a 10-mile radius of that stadium, because you will not be able to go anywhere, anywhere. Are they going to have any of the games here? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. And, and because I remember this same fervor when the Bulls were finally about to win in 91, I have a good feeling that not only are they going to win, they're going to win at home. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I believe it. I believe that, it in my spirit. Yeah. And which means that it's just going to be money to be made for anybody that uh, drives those um, cars <laughs> those for those companies that provide services for people that we don't have to name <laughs> and give them free publicity. Oh, everybody's <laughs> going to make this, money. Everybody, the bike message, guys, everybody's going to oh, make yeah. money. The, the guys who rent out their parking spots for the last games, you know, people in that neighborhood will open up their garages Park their really? car somewhere else, open up the garage mm-hmm. and let people park in the garage. And they were getting a hundred dollars a pop. And what? A, yeah, a friend of mine made five hundred dollars in one afternoon because there was nice. a few in and out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is that unbelievable? Legal? Well, um, yeah, because those are so I just love it. There's hustle everywhere. Everywhere, all the time. Yeah, and all the little t shirt booths are out. Yeah. It's old ladies standing in the middle of Addison Avenue with signs, literally, like retirees are like, come and park in my spot, sweetheart. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is extra super cute. Another good news, another thing that I just wanted to share um, today is because I got some good news. Uh, and this is for anybody with some chronic illnesses. And my illness, I have fibromyalgia, is specifically noted in this article. There's an article in organichealth.org. And the report says that eating raw marijuana will prevent bowel obstructions, fibromyalgia, Mm. and many other illnesses. Wow. Mm. 
That's so good. you can chop up your weed, sprinkle it on a salad. Now, <laughs> <laughs> a salad, a salad. <laughs> yeah. Green, the greens. greens on greens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> greens on greens. <laughs> Throw it in a smoothie. Yeah. Just- now, because um, it is not um, cooked or heated. You don't get the same kind of high because the the THC is not burnt off and activated, but it is left in its form in its in its concentrated form and works as an anti-inflammatory. Unbelievable! The virtues of marijuana, people. Yes. Wait, 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 wait! I want to be clear here. You don't get high. <laughs> well, no, it's a it's different. Not- it's a different just, type. It's a different kind of Okay. Type. I was going to say, because it does, people that it I know, the, not me, uh-huh. but people that I know have eaten weed, and they have a whole different experience. Like Exactly. Yeah. It goes in the bloodstream, and it acts differently. It doesn't have the same psychotropic effects that smoking gives you. Right. But it can but make it is, catatonic. Oh yeah, not from experience. I'm just saying because you would know nothing about that. What I heard is that you have to be very careful with the edible. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. (sighs) I will. I'm not gonna tell my edible experiences, but I'll just say that there was some paranoia, and my heart did race a lot. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, am I having a stroke, a heart attack? What's going on? Yeah. So those, those, I wanted to start off with something light that made me feel good before I talk about this fucking election. And we're not going to talk about it long because I can't. Because I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this motherfucker, Trump. Has now he has eleven accusers. Wow. Um, eleven women. The last one was an actual porn star. Wow. Um, who he groped when he met her. Um he's getting his ass whooped. Uh, he got whooped in the debate. Again, Alec Baldwin and Kate McKinnon are way more interesting than the actual debate was. Um, and I'm just waiting for him to die. I'm just (laughs) waiting for Trump to die. Why won't he die? Like this year, 2016 has taken some of our greats. It started with Natalie Cole on New Year's Eve. Maurice White, Herb Mm. Kent, the cool gent. Like so many of our greats have been taken. Why is Donald Trump still here? Now, see, that's where I draw the line. I'm not wishing that on him, but um, I think that what will happen to him is that he will, he will, it will be like he's sitting at his own funeral because the businesses are going to crumble. Some of them are going to crumble. Um, His daughter's businesses are going to crumble. It's going to be very, very ugly to watch him move to the space where he might, you know, want to reconsider uh, which party he's affiliated with because he may need some benefits <laughs> if it crashes and burns real bad. But it's it's not going to be a good look. I think, you know, him not dying 
and watching him crumble the way that he's going to crumble after, you know, as this just blows up and continues to inflate is going to probably be gratifying for those of us who just don't really care for him. I'm, I'm a little concerned because I feel like he's starting some sort of movement. Like the clan membership is on the rise. I think interactions, um, you know, despicable interactions between people of color and white people have, have, you know, increased sort of, I just, uh, he's just going to be the poster child for this messed up movement. And, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, I mean, until the media stop basking in every stupid thing he has to say, um, we're going to be stuck with him for quite some time. I, I, there's go- mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully there will be a point where he says something and we're just tired of it. And, but right now he gets so many clicks, he gets so many retweets even retweets of damn how messed up is this you know but mm, it's still mm-hmm. it's clicks it's clickbait he is nothing but clickbait at this point and everybody's going to listen to every stupid thing he has to say from now on and other people are going to be just you know having the banner on him and remember did you see the one lady um who had the grab my pussy with the arrow pointing yes, down to yes 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 <laughs> i mean like yeah, there's women like holding up the the banner for him. So I'm very concerned about how all this plays out. I mean, long term, I'm really I'm really worried that there's a movement at hand. Well, th- here's the thing: there was always a movement at hand. They just needed permission. Right. They've yeah. always been here. Agreed. And they just needed permission, and he's. And he has been the permission that they need to rise to the surface like grease in the dishwater. Like they're just that layer of grease after you wash, wash your um, cast iron skillet that lays <laughs> right on top of the dishwater. And they right up there. They're like, ooh, fuck you, Dawn. You can't fight this grease. And they're right <laughs> at the top. Yeah. It's <laughs> so I think Mikaela, I think you are correct. Um, I think this is not the last we will hear from him. This mm-hmm. is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill is up double digits. They keep leaking the boring ass emails. Who gives a fuck? Like on a scale of zero to give a fuck, I give negative 0.8 fucks so they need to stop talking about that and the democrats are out here trying to run the table they're like oh we're gonna take all this barack obama's out here on the campaign trail (laughs) right elizabeth warren bernie sanders joe biden michelle obama they're just out here they're trying to run the table for these down ballot races so that's exciting it's exciting to see my little part yeah the commercials are just going he agrees with Trump. And then they just put a bunch of Trump, <laughs> grab my pussy, all this stuff. And then they don't even have anything to say about them. They're just saying, he's down with this dude. And that's that that should be enough to wrap it up. And it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. The, my favorite one here is Bruce Rauner, our governor in Illinois, isn't even running. But the Democrat super facts have already made the commercial to tie him to Donald Trump. 
I think it's for, for, glorious. Yeah, they're doing it four years in advance of when he's running again. <laughs> they're just like, in case there were any questions, he's yeah. down with that dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they are. They are doing preemptive strikes on Republicans at this point, and it's awesome as fuck. Let me say. So, hey, Coco. Yes. You brought up this point, and you are correct. So there is a woman. A a a. She's an IT person in Seattle, mm-hmm. and she has started a Twitter movement to um, boycott Ivanka Trump Mm -hmm. and all of her works yeah, and boycott any online, um, any, any uh, business that carries her products or her father's products. And it's really powerful because what they keep saying is, is that, you know, when they think about her association and her, you know, supporting continuing to support her father despite all the idiotic things that he says and does is it reminds them of the times this and they all talked about how you know you know and they were very very different specific and given you know accounts of when they were you know sexually harassed um fondled molested what have you um at places of work or places where they were around a lot of guys yeah it's trip it's uh, it's a trip. Um, uh, it's that that's just gonna be ugly. I mean, I feel sorry for her because she's such a young lady. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think the moves that she's making by not making a stance and just just falling down with her dad is that. I mean, he's old. He's got old. You know, some of his money is old. You know what's gonna happen to her? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if she's gonna continue will. being a billionaire. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for her at all. Fuck her. No, the speech she gave to the GOP was so convincing about her father being such a great guy and such like a a fighter for women's rights. I mean, if you would have listened to just her speech alone, you would think I would vote for that dude, the dude she was describing. And all she did was talk about how he's all about women's rights. She knows what a pig he is. He well, sexualized he's a her. Exactly. This is it. I mean, she's got a great, a great ass or something. Howard Stern was going in on her, and and what? Donald Trump was co-signing. It was Howard like Howard Stern. Stern said, "Hey, I mean that Ivanka. Woo, yeah, she's a great, she's a great piece of ass. Can I say that?" He said, "Sure." Yep. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I. You know what? She knows he's a pig. She knows a she's not stupid. Um, she keeps herself perfectly manicured because that's the way she was raised. That that's the only value you have in your life. She, I, I okay. So she don't sell some t-shirts. I don't give a shit. Keep it moving. Bye. Like her, his children are disgusting. Let's just be honest. She's <laughs> creepy as fuck. <laughs> Because right, she, and the son was like, like, it's just a lot. <laughs> like, cause, cause she's running around with her creepy ass father. Um, the other girl won't even let her father hug her, so she knows he's creepy, <laughs> but she's still there. Um, Marla Maple's daughter, um, and those boys hunt wild game. They're creepy as fuck. 
he raised. I'm, <laughs> yeah, disgusting. I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm sure that they love their dad and they're a really happy family, but their values are a mess. They all contributed to the whole um, uh, Donald Trump and his father were both successfully sued for like not allowing black people into their buildings, like categorically subjugating people. I mean, like all of this is just nasty and grimy. They know they do it. They ruin small businesses left and right because they run up huge bills and then they don't pay them. And I mean, literally making people want to be associated with the Trump brand because it's so um, expansive and they want they get these big contracts. They're super excited about it. There's one um, architecture firm in particular. I can't think of the name of it, but um super excited about getting the Trump contract. And so then Trump didn't pay the bill. And then he was like, Hey dude, you got to pay us. And all this work was done. All this money was laid out to other, you know, subcontractors and so forth to get this project done on time. And then Trump settled with him for pennies on the dollar. And the man had to go out of business and all those people got laid off. And he's not the only one. This is what they do. repeatedly. They do right. not pay their they bills. They do. They, they, they don't. That's why they file. That's why they have great bankruptcy right. Right, um, just, file. Right. Right. And then they don't. They don't pay ever. Like the business takes the right. hit, and they run off and file bankruptcy on it. They file a loss every year. Like that like debacle is, down there at um, right. Atlantic City Casino. Here, a lot oh. of people got unemployed. Like this laid I mean, off. Yep. Yeah. Big time. It's they leave destruction in their wake and they run off with all the money. It's absolutely preposterous. And this mug made a two a nine hundred sixteen million dollar, almost billion dollar loss claim on his personal taxes, which prevented him from paying taxes for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. He yeah. sucks. They suck, and his children are grown, and so they're doing this, and they they are participating in this devious, despicable behavior. So they suck too. So if Ivanka's <laughs> little shoe business goes out of business, I don't give a fuck. And I bet you she'll make money off of it if it goes out of business. That's the thing. Right. She'll, she'll write a book about my life underfoot, <laughs> the daughter of Donald Trump. Oh my, my God. life this, this sounds so real like that would probably happen. Oh there's God. the title, bitch. If you're listening, there's the title, My Life, my life After foot. the Election. <laughs> How I Suffered. For Daddy Dad Dearest. Dearest. Daddy yep. Dearest. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> so enough of my no more wire hangers. Christina, I buy you beautiful things. <laughs> oh God! No I'm more purses. No more high heel <laughs> shoes. No more no bankruptcies. More. <laughs> <laughs> no oh more God. union jobs. I get yeah, y'all, my surgery is November 8th. So I'm gonna be sedated for most of the day. <laughs> I am so wow. excited about that. I'm not gonna have to look at any of this foolery. I'm going to vote tomorrow. Hey, if you're listening and you're in a state where you can early vote, 
Just get it out the way so you can turn the news off because it won't matter. Yeah. That's why I'm doing it. I'm turning off the news. Let's keep it moving because I'm sick of talking about those people. So, one of my baby daddies, <clears throat> actor and man of juicy sexiness, Wendell Pierce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Of the wire fame. Also, what was that show about New Orleans? True Lane? Well, I forget. Um, the one right about um Tremaine. After Tremaine. 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 Yes. And, yes. and um his many, many performances as the defense attorney on Law and Order over its 20-year history. Ha mm. mm-hmm. is out here doing good in the hood, honey. My man says fusion.net is out here building housing he's donated 20 million dollars to build apartments in baltimore and some of the um lower income areas and he has designated half of that housing be low income housing for artists that's awesome yeah I'm absolutely amazing. That is so cool. And we all he's he's a he's a big philanthropist. He's done mm-hmm. so much for New Orleans. Really? Yeah. He he's uh so um just so you guys know, he is my not just my baby daddy, he's my children's father. Oh, I, snap. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's the famous writer. Well, we straight up go together and we <laughs> might. And I think wow. we're engaged. He's not just my baby dad. He's my children's father. Because he's that kind plural. of man. Yes. Well, what I loved was in the article, they also met, I mean, it, like, it's the whole wire crew. So it's Kima, Omar, mm-hmm. and, um, um, who's the last one? Oh, oh, and Snoop. Yes. They're all in on this, on this project too. So, and Snoop, I know is from Baltimore. She's actually the reason I started watching the wire. I was flipping through the channels at my dad's house and she was, you remember the, sh- the scene? She was at Home Depot buying the, um, the nail gun. And she was speaking in a really thick Baltimore accent. And I was like, what language is she speaking? (laughs) (laughs) My dad was like, man, that's the wire. You haven't seen this show? I was like, no. And then I started watching it. And that was, I think that was season four. And then I watched that. I went back and I started all over. I've watched it all the way through twice. I love that they are really investing in um, that town. Because they really did bring to light a number of issues of... Of, of what's going on in in some cities, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a universal message, but also that they're hoping that this is a pilot so it can be a universal cure as well. So I'm really, it's really, I really wish them the best. And I really like that they're mm-hmm. getting down like this. And, you know, it's and what we've learned about this in many cities. San Francisco has done it. We're doing it here in Chicago with Pilsen neighborhood. When you invest in artists and you invest in low-income housing, 
it is an investment. It it helps grow jobs. It helps grow grow the communities, and in a way that's not the typical gentrification. It's not. It's in a way that does not freeze out whole swaths of the population. So (laughs) that's that's good work. Here, who else? This is who else is doing good in the hood. Um, Miss Issa. Miss Issa Rae is out here doing good in the hood. Yes. Mm-hmm. She raised over $460,000 to send Alton, Alton Sterling's kids to college. And if you remember, Alton Sterling is the gentleman that was shot several times by the police in um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have to name them because there have been so many black people shot by police. So you have to say, try word. to remember mm-hmm. what community he was killed in, but he was killed in Georgia. And um, so she just started a, a online campaign. She was like, she sent out a Twitter. She was like, I feel powerless in these moments. So maybe we can get some money together for his kids. For a college fund, and that's what happened. So she used her power for good. She totally used her power for good, for good, for good. So yay, Issa. Um, and I still haven't seen. Have, have any of you guys seen Insecure Black Girl yet? Insecure or whatever. No, because no, I don't have HBO. No. I have no idea who Issa Rae is, but she's. I mean, she's like I'm a big fan now. But yeah, I don't know who <laughs> well, she is. Yeah, she did. Well, she she go ahead. She did. Oh, the, she was no, doing the web ahead. series for a long time, like the awkward kind of awkward black girl series. And that sounds right then, up my alley. And yes, then she became like a thing, <laughs> and they gave her a pilot on HBO and Security, which is basically stories from her original series and stories so, that are been check expanded. That out. So I've yeah, heard go, wonderful things about it, but I haven't seen it. But yeah. I also think for $460,000 raised, I, it, I think that also speaks to that people feel helpless. Like people want to do something. We don't know what yeah. to do. You know what I mean? Somebody's like, hey, help this kid, this, this dude's kids go to school. And like just money starts pouring in because people just want to, I, I, you know, like, don't we all wish we could write a check and make this all go away? You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Right, it, and it also speaks to helpful. her too. Like people trust her. Like she right. has, this, uh, like Ooh. it says a lot because you know we don't always. Not saying you don't give money, don't know, but everybody's like, oh, I'm kind of suspicious. But it says a lot for this particular black female artist to raise this kind of money, the type of trust that she has, because a lot of people thought she was kind of fly by night success. Like, oh, she, right. yeah, okay, awkward black girl, whatever. But the fact that she sent a message out and people resonated with it, the fact that her show Insecurity has been buzzing all over social media the minute it hit HBO, says, and she's talking right. about like real down to earth stuff that everybody doesn't always want to talk about that right. people will tell you at the network, quote unquote, audiences aren't interested in that. Oh, they're not? Well, Shut out. Look at this. And mm. right on the heels of that success, she now raises $460,000, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, she did it also came from a genuine place. So it's also the whole thing. If you, you come from a genuine place, genuine things happen. But mm-hmm. I definitely do not want to 
I don't want to second guess the fact that she also is somebody that people trust, that black women trust, that people just trust her. They want to talk to her and listen to her. And it's a wonderful thing. Because it was pretty mm. remarkable. Like, literally, she started with a suggestion into the universe. Mm. Like, hey, maybe we could do this. And then all of a sudden, like, she raised this fairly quickly as well. Quickly. So right. that got read that it says something like 24 hours, less than 24 hours. Like, wow. so, but mm. I think, I think it's a combination of absolutely people trusting her, liking her, feeling like she's a genuine person. But I think it, I, I, I agree with Michaela right now about the fact mm-hmm. that we all feel so fucking powerless. Like, yeah. well, I got $10. You know what I mean? Like, I right. can't do anything, but I got $20 for his kids. I was just going to buy scratch off with it. So <laughs> let me right. do this right. with that $20. You know, it's, it's, um, it, but I'm going to check a out her show. Yes, please, because you will totally freaking enjoy it. I mean, if she did this, I mean, this is this is going to increase her profile on on other levels, too. So it'll work on all fronts. But that was the sweetest thing ever. And my other happy, bright moment this week um, leaked to us from MeTV.com. My my white auntie Carol Burnett is coming back to TV, <laughs> y'all. Yes. TT Carol is coming back. It's a sitcom. Um, it's a it's a you know it's kind of a toss. They say between the Beverly Hillbillies and Maud, and it's a mashup. And it is an Amy Poehler um, production. So <laughs> this oh is her goodness. show, her idea. Please. So you know it's gonna you be. Need- you know that's my cousin, right? That's my cousin. That's my white cousin. Really? <laughs> uh, exactly. So yes, your white yes. cousin and Tina, and Tina, my Faye, Tina Faye, my other white, my other white, uh, my cousin. Yeah, she's my cousin. Well, it's my cousin's friend, so it's like she my cousin too. <laughs> <laughs> now we go way back, you know, to the South Suburbs High School, you know, from saying Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. We get out. We get so out like know. that. Yeah. It's going to be stupid as fuck. And I am so excited. Because well, what, is, what are some of your favorite skits from the old Carol Burnett show? I mean, you're a little bit, you know, you're a little youngster too. So, I mean, I'm, we may know some, well, I'm assuming those that are close to me. I don't know if I am the eldest of us all. <laughs> I'm throwing myself out there. Uh, <laughs> no, I love, I love that. I love the ballerina skit. When she would be the oh, wow. overweight ballerina, overweight oh, ballerina, wow. because she would come in <laughs> with her little toe shoes and she would fall over the couch. I would literally imitate that every time I came home from ballet. My wow. mother and grandmother would fall out. Between that and the fact that it was a race to see who could make Harvey laugh first, because he always oh, broke yes. in every Harvey Corman was. And scene. Tim Conway was no fucking good. I couldn't have been anywhere near a scene with Tim Conway. He yes. was no fucking good. He was okay. that actor that you don't even want to do the show with his ass. And when yes. you're in a show with people like that, you're like, I'm not even going on stage with your punk ass because yes. you don't know how to behave. He was my so favorite, terrible. He was so wrong. My favorite was the Gone with the Wind episode. With the when curtain she, dress. With, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> 
the curtain. Vicky was. Lawrence is turned <laughs> around. She can't even look at these fuckers. Harvey Corman is in tears. I don't remember what Tim Conway was doing, but whatever it was, it was so ignorant. Carol Burnett came down the stairs, stopped, saw the shit, and went right back up the stairs. It <laughs> was the greatest show of all time. It was the greatest show of all time. Um, I loved it, and so I'm so, so looking forward to having um, my auntie, my white auntie Carol, back on TV. I will be watching yeah. it with bated but breath. I just had a brilliant idea. Like, hmm. I don't know if you I, you girls are Mean Girl fans, but like, Suchak forced me to watch it because I thought I was going to hate the movie. But what, couldn't you just see Carol Burnett being in like that somebody's like just tripped out, crazy, uh, potted out grandma or something? Or just uh, dressed inappropriate grandma or something? Somebody's, oh my somebody's embarrassment, yeah. family embarrassment. Oh here's, my God. I think her here's team what up I want. with them knuckleheads that Amy and that thing on Tina Fey would be just brilliant and then throw us up some Maya Rudolph up in that piece too what <laughs> this what? is the movie I want the movie she's I want always a rejected a friend I want a movie with Jane Fonda Lily Tomlin and Carol Burnett playing yeah. sisters go go oh. I don't care what the yeah. script is about Ooh. I don't think they need one because <laughs> I can barely handle Frankie and John Frank I can barely handle them on their show Okay. I can't handle Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin has such great physical humor. When she threw that hot sauce bottle and hit the, the mama on accident and was <laughs> talking about she panicked. She said, she said, I told her heads up. Hot, okay. like heads up. It's coming in hot. I said coming in hot. He was like, you broke her nose. He was like, uh, I panicked. I don't know what happened. Oh my God. No, those, those broads. That's what add Carol Burnett to that foolishness and see what happens. Just right. it would be so if you're listening out there in TV land, Coco, Michaela, Carla, and Tamara are going to write this. We need a deal for those women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. We like, did those. I like, I like this. I like what you're throwing out to the universe. They're bam, bam, bam. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, listen, ladies, um, we have had our first sips for the evening, um, and it's time for us to get into some snacks, some finger sandwiches. So, y'all know things annoy me and make me angry, and I have to bring it to share with you all. Um, this um, is an article, it's about two weeks old, but I just saw it um, yesterday on the slate.com. And the subject, the title is a federal court ruled that companies can fire people for having dreadlocks. So the case that um, hit federal court was centers around a woman named Chastity Jones. Excuse me. She is a black woman who accepted the job at a Mobile, Alabama insurance company in 2010. Um, uh, catastrophe management solutions is what it's called and she was told that they needed to address in a professional and business like manner um, Jones claims that white human resource employee told her that she needed to get rid of her dreadlocks because they quote tend to get messy 
When Jones refused to modify her hairstyle, the company rescinded her offer of employment. Mm-hmm. So the 11th, uh, about three weeks ago, the 11th uh, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the lower court's dismissal of Jones' EEOC lawsuit from 2013. The EEOC initially claimed, initial claim contended that catastrophes actions and all policies forbidding dreadlocks are racially discriminatory because dreadlocks are a manner of wearing our quote a manner of wearing the hair that is physiologically and culturally associated with the people with people of african descent essentially mm-hmm. the eoc was arguing for a theory of race as a social construct rather than uh, some kind of biological classification, which easily defi- which with easily defiable, definable bounds. Race, quote, has no biological definition. The claim reads, and besides that, hair can be a determinant of racial identity. The Alabama court, however, disagreed and they voted three to zero to dismiss the suit. We recognize that the distinction between immutable and mutable characteristics of race can be a fine and difficult one, but it is a line that courts have drawn. So for example, discrimination on the basis of black hair texture an immutable characteristic is prohibited by Title Seven, while adverse action on the basis of black hair style, a mutable choice, is not. Mm, interesting. Wow. This enraged me. It's <laughs> nuts. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I would love to hear your thoughts. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? It's because like, I feel like I, we, we all were like quiet because it's just like this is such a setback. This is like, oh my god, like are we back here again? You it know, just makes me tired. Right? Yeah, like, it's like exhausting. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of feels like we just, you know, I mean, we I mean, we obviously are in a whole nother kind of civil rights movement, but it's just mm-hmm. like it's like, dang, what happened to the progress? Why are we back at this place? Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you that it's just it has to be a continuum, you know. Mm-hmm. Con- we cannot take for granted the work that has, you know, that took place during the '60s, '50s, and the, you know. You know, 60s and going into the 70s, that it's just new, new things need to happen. But it's very interesting because I'm going to bring this up and it's on this, it's kind of similar topic. Now, here we go. We're talking about this natural hair, and I want to really hear what you guys have to say about this. Someone, a dear friend of mine, posted a made a post to Michelle Obama saying that she mm. didn't see the uh, some, some of you guys. I, I saw that. Um, that we, I would really like to see you wear your hair natural, and it would be such a powerful statement to you know young black women, including your daughter, which I thought I, that was kind of anyway. But suggesting that the first lady 
should wear her hair natural. And I, when I read, when I was going to refer, refrain from commenting on the post until I started to get phone calls. I I, phone I refrained calls. from commenting on that post. And they mm-hmm. were very offended. And so then I revisited I and then I started to comment. And then the whole thing about like, okay, so this is kind of like a similar, uh, uh, I guess you would say an offshoot on this. And I don't know, maybe it's a stretch for me, but like, so we want to be able to be free. We want to be able to wear our hair the way we choose. But when we tell others, and I was like, why are we assuming that, Michelle, that her hair is, is kinky? She can have straight hair. And then my first comment no, was, I got can't. a girlfriend darker than Michelle Obama, whose hair is bone straight. She can't get a kink in her hair. Like, she can literally put on a wig, and her hair matches the wig perfectly. And she's got two black parents. Like, why are we assuming that, that if she put throw water on it, it's going to curl up? Hmm. And her daughter's hair for many years was very natural. As they were growing up, their hair was natural. They were I think straight their hair is still hair. natural. It's just being straightened. Yeah, okay, here, that's it. Here, here's the, the line between this article and what Coco is saying. Why are black women being policed mm-hmm. by that's, society and other her. black women? Yep. This is it. Why but it's also matter? specifically on locks too. Like it's not just like, saying it's natural hair. Look at it. it's, it's, on, it's on. It's well, everything. Yeah, the article well, is saying if you can change the hair, if you can style it a certain way, then that's something that, quote unquote, which is actually an argument that came up before in the workplace. Like there was a case I think in 1969, 1970, can't remember, which was a, a hairstyle workplace issue, which led to the whole reason of why people started having more mainstream hairstyles at the workplace. Mm-hmm. In the well, first place. Here's the thing. When and I, I was it, in my corporate life, I, I had an actual discrimination um, claim with human resources for a similar issue. I had mm-hmm. my hair cornrowed. And um, <clears throat> one of the women that was a senior person in my office uh did not like it. She spoke about it often. And when I decided to pull my hair back straight in a ponytail, she was like, now see, that's more appropriate. Mm, wow. And I went, I did not pass go. I did not collect $200. <coughs> I took my black ass straight up to HR. <laughs> Why you bullshitting? <laughs> um, because, but I, and I hear there is a different, there is a stigma with locks that is additional to um, this this appropriate hair question when it comes to natural hair. But I think that the conversation is about how do you make black hair fit your aesthetic? And the answer is it, it, it depends on the black person with the hair and what they want to do with it. So it's, you know, right. it's, um, and we also whiten locks up too. Like we, we businessify, like when you see locks are so tight and people think, oh, that's great. It looks clean. But what people don't realize is that when you're getting your locks twisted every two weeks, things like that, it's really harsh on your edges. Mm-hmm. Like you're really not, it's really unhealthy for you not to be fuzzy some days. Like it shouldn't look like, what's the word for it? It, it shouldn't, it shouldn't look like an ex- extension of of a nice straight basically a straight hairstyle 
But here's here's what my friend, um, and he is a dear friend of many of ours on this phone, um, Omara, uh, who has had locks mm. for 500 years. He calls mm. them salon I'm locks. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I am so mad at you. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. He calls them salon locks. You said his F. Listen. <laughs> he had to step away from the mic. I am not shady as F. I am not shady as F. He knows damn well. I, I have looked him in his face and told him he's had his life for 527 years. God <laughs> made the sun. <laughs> At least. God made the sun, the moon, some shea butter, and his locks. The shea butter, that, that's what happened. I can't. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in my little corner with my own lot. I'd be like this. I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you the history. I'm telling you the biblical history. And on he the calls- sixth day, oh, he made shea butter. And wait, on the seventh girl. day, he locked <laughs> the African festival and it'd be them old conscious brothers walking around with bones in their nose and 3,000 <laughs> necklaces and, and they have they be having and they have mud one. cloth that ain't been made in like a form of mud cloth just like it's, it looked like a it looked like a tapestry <laughs> on a, a couch yes. or it's so and, and they be sweating and like and they have that one the with they, they have that feet. one natty dread. They have that one yeah, big nanny friend. It'd be a ball spot in the middle. Yes. <laughs> I know that whole tap ass. <gasps> smelling, like, smelling like Warren Patchouli. You like this? <laughs> like. <laughs> and he, and he's, selling, he's selling CDs about meditation and shit. Walking through and the oils. That he, that, he got straight, that he got straight from YouTube. <laughs> He's selling he, oil. He's selling um, African musk and black soap and shit. I know exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. It's, it's not in a box. It's not in the purple box that you're like, oh, I know this box. It's I just like black soap <laughs> wrapped up in some saran wrap. He's like this. Yeah. Did you just yeah. make this at home? It's like holding the, all the saran wrap together, like a sticker on the bottom that he wrote on. Right. It's a sticker that says five dollars or ten dollars. Ten dollars, two, two for ten. Two for ten. Listen, wait, I'm gonna wait, need you. Wait, wait, I'm gonna need y'all. To... Magic marker. <laughs> okay, y'all, you you girls have gotten out of hand. You I'm all sorry, are at I'm my sorry. table pull clowning. In, pull, in, pull, pull back. Pull y'all back. Done, y'all at my table clowning. Makala's done over the tea. Um, <laughs> Coco had to run. She got tea all down the front of her white shirt. Y'all she just spit it. Much. Coco spit the tea out across Co- the room when you went in on Omarada. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just <laughs> got it in my eye. Some got she in my had, eye. She had to trip. She's been walking across the table, running in a circle. She said, what? <laughs> like, like, no, no, it's terrible. Every every week I invite you broads over to the table. Something else happened. Oh, well, y'all don't know how to behave. I want to say this. I think it yes. is just an affront on blackness. That's all it is. Like yes. they don't get it, yes. and so they want to attack it. It's the and you may not agree with me because people feel very strongly about this, but 
I feel it's the same thing as the discussion about baggy pants or, you know, ass yeah. bagging pants. I can't right. believe there's some conversations I've had with both white and black people that treat that fashion as or that type of fashion as an affront to all that is good and holy and beautiful in the world. And it really is a fashion choice. Just uh, I just you want know. them to be able to run away from the police and not fall. That's it. Let me tell yeah. you something. Back in the back in the early nineties, when I was a young slutty hoe, um, I had a pair of Jabot shorts. Jabot. Oh, you said Jabot. Let me tell you about these. Ooh, you went back. Let me tell you about these Jabot shorts. They mm. were so motherfucking tight. I had to. I had to go put them up to my hips, then go pee real good, <laughs> and then go back to my room, put my shoes on, and then lay on the bed and pull those shorts up. I couldn't pee no more while I was out, so I could only take small <sighs> sips of liquid, okay? Because my shorts was that tight. <laughs> Every time somebody gets to talking to me about the way young people dress. Right. I have to tell them, I know that you had some coochie cutter ass Daisy Dukes. You right. had some nasty ass little tiny skirt. Remember we lived through house. spandex. We lived through spandex. I knew what religion people were. You know what I mean? You could see <laughs> yes. the veins and everything. Like like stuff you didn't want to see. I was <laughs> I was in I was in high school and college during the biker short era. Oh, I, I had know. some. Mm-hmm. See, we all did. Because when I, I had them under like young... five layers of clothes, though, I wore a lot of clothes. See, <laughs> no, I was a, I was that big booty slutty girl. I was mm-hmm. out here like, ooh, the whole world needs to see all mm-hmm. this ass. Not and on Fifty Ninth and Cal, you met when the when the police and the men thought you were a prostitute and tried to pull you over with dog. <laughs> So what? no, I basically no I devil. wore all I wore layers of clothes. My grandmother was like, "Oh, that's cute." That I remember my aunt bought me a really cute Gloria Vanderbilt hot oh, pink Gloria Vanderbilt jean, and it was like a vest outfit, but it fit me. So you could see all my curves. I walked out in that outfit, and about four men tried to jump on me or talk to me, jump on me, whatever you want to say. And my grandmother was walking behind me. When I came back in, she politely was like, "Can I see that outfit for a second? She put the outfit in a box, <laughs> put it on top of the closet, and pulled out the biggest pair of overalls from Sears. And was like, here's your coat forever. <laughs> this is what you're going to wear. And that is, I watch this very day, every house party, I was the girl who had the bra, bra, uh, bra top on with the big overalls and the combat boots. That was my badass, was like, though. Oh yeah, it was. Like that I had to make ass. it work. I, I, I couldn't I, wear like a whole bunch of tights. I had my my biker mm-hmm. shorts and stuff underneath that stuff, but mm-hmm. everything I had layers on. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I was out here starting and bopping, baby. I was starting <laughs> when we was just slutty before it had a whole. <laughs> but yeah, the dreadlock, the dreadlock conversation is just like the saggy pants conversation. It's just it like sure all is. of that nonsense. It's absolute bullshit to um just like the braid so so white oh, people yeah, braid. get braids like when they go on vacation like they think it's some novelty or something but it's a real <laughs> way that we wear our hair 
um, and it's tight, it's Thank clean, it locks it's too. fashionable, it's all <laughs> of those things. You know what I mean? Um, and and so, so there's not. It's 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 ignorance. It's pure and and very obscene ignorance. That's all it is. So that. So that, ladies, is what's going on out here in these streets. We are back to a time where people are policing black physical aesthetic, policing mm-hmm. how we look and how we present ourselves because our natural appearance is not um, aesthetically white. So people mm-hmm. are trying to scrub that away. And um, I just want to say one before we move on because we got to get pushing. But um, again, Coco and I are friends with the same person that made this post about Michelle Obama wearing her hair natural. Michelle Obama could what she could have a whole kufi on every time she talks. And I don't give a frick because that's not the point. It does that that we as black women. And I'm not talking to anybody on this phone, but I know somebody listening is going to hear me. <laughs> How enough, my mother used to say, what you eat don't make me shit. Whoa. Whoa. I'm a you. How that. How another mm. black woman wears her hair is not a reflection on you. Nope. Or your politics. So mm-hmm. let's stop that. Let's be happy. Mind your own damn business. Why are people looking at your hair and discussing Oh, I remember. I remember when I was transitioning, like, to natural, to locks. I mean, most of the conversation and the pushback came from brown people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Your hair was so beautiful. I was like, my hair is still beautiful. Like, it's just, ew, what are you talking about? (laughs) My sister locks. My sister got her locks on the eighth day. Omar got his on the seventh. My sister got hers on the eighth. She is so shady. You are so damn shady. She had. You are really on the night. Oh my God. And God stepped out on space and he looked at Angela's head and said, (laughs) baby, we need to lock it. Like this is what happened. Oh, Cause that means mine was my done on on the on the eighth day because it's been forever. forever. My, my sister's hair is so beautiful, It's so gorgeous to me. I'm jealous because my hair won't lock. Lies, confusion. Fuck that one white ancestor I got. Um, <laughs> one, really one. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna need you to stay your old butter colored butter over there. I, I know that she. That's because I'll tell you all I'm that all that hot all that. All them highlight colors over there. Listen, ladies, let's let's pop through because we got a couple of we need to sip these hot toddies. We got a couple of real quick stories. We need to bounce out. Makayla, you got some stuff for us today. I really do. So in the L.A. Times <laughs> business section, um, there's just an interesting story about this Toyota settlement. Apparently, um, Toyota's credit department was charging blacks and Asians additional interest on their car loans. And it's mm. it's super trifling. Like it's a 0.27% for black people and a point 
one eight. So it would increase their bills by like a hundred dollars here, two hundred dollars there. Um, but it added, you know, over a hundred thousand customers. They they made a nice penny out of it. But it it just seemed to me like just so hateful that it was. I mean, if you're gonna gouge me, really go for it, right? But this this little bit of just give me two hundred dollars just seems so trifling. They so anyway, they lost the lawsuit. They're gonna have to pay some money back. And this has been going on. This is this is recent. This isn't um, like they did a throwback to the '60s or '70s.、Mm-hmm. I also know from a 60-minute、uh, expose that even just the cost of the car is inflated for people of color and for women. The the the、mm-hmm. person who's going to get the cheapest price of the car with all the additives once they throw stuff in、uh, is a white male. And everybody else, the price goes up from there. So, we're getting it left and right. Tomorrow, you got you got the last story tonight. Before we have to get on out of here. Okie dokie. So this story is about Solange and Beyonce are the first sisters to have number one albums in the same year. Yay! Yay! And that's according to forharriet.com, and、um, I just think that's awesome. And that's all I really have to say. I think that's you know we all know which albums they are. It is a Solange <laughs> seat at the table. That's the, the album seat at a seat at the table. Right, seat the table, and it was lemonade. Yep. Yes. So good.、Uh, join us next week for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carla Silwell. Um, co-host, co-host. Do you hear that? Co-host, please <laughs> wish our listeners a good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. <clears throat> good, good night, night everyone. I'm wearing、Have、my Z Cavaricis for Halloween, just so you know. Yes. You the I'm going Z Cavaricis, so bring yes, it. Yes, yes. I love it. Once again, here's our announcer with. Few reminders on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com/archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stillwell and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com/pcrhigh tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer.、Um, listen, download these new episodes of High Tea with Carla Stillwell every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for joining us, and good night. <laughs>